Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Bay Curious listener Stephanie Schmidt lives in San Francisco and works north of the city in Marin County. For years, she's driven across the Golden Gate Bridge almost every single day. I've been crossing that thing probably near on 10,000 times easily. It used to be a semi-terrifying experience, not just for Stephanie, but for most drivers. The lanes on the bridge are narrow, and for decades, there was very little separating the traffic heading in opposite directions. There were these flimsy yellow plastic tubes that were placed every few feet or so, but that was the only barrier. It felt like you were driving head on into traffic. I mean, there's a reason why it was a nickname, a suicide lane, because you were very exposed. Several times a day, to help with traffic flow, workers would move the tubes and change the number of lanes in each direction. I mean, they had a guy hanging out the back of a pickup truck, moving the pegs, which didn't look safe. It wasn't super safe. That's why, just over two years ago, Stephanie noticed something on her drive had changed. Instead of flimsy tubes, now there's a big steel and concrete barrier. Driving across is much less terrifying. But moving a big, heavy barrier like that can't be done by a few guys in a pickup truck. Now they have a special custom-made vehicle, dubbed the Zipper Machine. Okay, technically it's called a barrier transfer machine, but we'll just call it the zipper machine. That zipper machine raised a number of questions for our commuter, Stephanie. Yeah, is it faster for the technicians now to move the lanes? What's the etiquette of driving around those machines? Why or what dictates when the barrier gets moved on the Golden Gate Bridge? I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious, a podcast exploring the Bay Area one question at a time. This week, reporter Kelly O'Mara Hello. is here to help answer Stephanie's questions. All right, shall we go to the bridge? Let's go. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me 
supporting the programs they love, while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. We're standing by for the morning barrier move. Yeah, four. We met up with Bill San Gregory one morning during a lane change. He supervises road services on the bridge. Configuration we're in right now is a four south, two north configuration, still for the morning commute. The barrier machine's coming across the bridge right now, and what they're going to do is make the bridge three and three. Three and three. That's three lanes in each direction. It's sort of the default setup. The worker drives the machine, following blue guidelines that have been painted on the road. At the front left corner of the machine, the heavy barrier gets picked up. So it just picks the wall up about four inches. The barrier snakes through the machine and comes out the backside. And moves it over one lane. Ta-da! The number of lanes in each direction has changed. And no one had to hang out at the back of a truck. It was simply a safety uh, factor. That's why we have that barrier. Lisa Licati is the bridge patrol captain. Basically, she's the boss. From 1971 to 2007, 16 people died from head-on collisions on the bridge. And I asked her, how many head-on collisions have there been since the new barrier went in? We have none now. It's not like safety was suddenly a new problem two years ago when the barrier finally went in. Bridge officials have actually been trying to get the movable barrier since 1982. And there was nothing that would work for our roadway because the lanes are so narrow. The uh, center lanes are 10 feet, and so a a common movable barrier is two foot wide. That didn't leave much space for cars, so something special had to be constructed. This specific wall, it's only one foot at its widest point. Now to Stephanie's questions. First, is the new system faster than the old system? By the time the the guys get on the machine and start it up and do all their um, system checks to move in the barrier, it takes about an hour. That's a no. The old system took about an hour, too. The machine tops out at 7 to 8 miles per hour, so it's a slow ride. Now, if you drive past the machine while it's doing its thing, San Gregory says, don't overthink it. Just act normal. Drive right by the machine. You don't have to move or adjust your speed or anything like that. If you need to move over because the number of lanes in your direction is changing, you'll see big flashing traffic arrows anyway. Which brings us to Stephanie's final question. What makes them change the lanes? It seems really inconsistent. Back to Lisa Licati, our bridge patrol captain. When the barrier first went in, we would watch the flow of traffic, and when it got up to our trigger points, you know, more than 3,500 vehicles per lane of traffic per hour, we would move move the barriers. But drivers didn't like the inconsistency. We realized the public wanted a more concrete schedule. Every weekday now, around 4.30 a.m., they change from 3 to 3 to 4 to 2, so there are four lanes coming into the city until 9 a.m. when they move back to a 3 to 3. Mm, I'm going to hit fast forward on you here, Kelly. And then Tuesday through Friday, they move from a 3 to 3 to a 2 to 4, with four lanes in the outbound direction starting at 3.30 p.m. and changing back to 3 to 3 at 5 p.m., except on Mondays when they maintain a 3 to 3 throughout the afternoon commute because of lighter traffic patterns. Whew. So basically they move them at commute times? Yeah, basically. It does sound pretty complicated, but overall, most drivers think the zipper machine is better than the old system. Our question asker Stephanie thinks so. 
I like the new zipper machines because those pegs, sometimes they would miss a hole and they would just throw it and it'd be laying in the lane and I'd be terrified of running over it and popping my tire. Now, we did our best to explain how the zipper machine works here, but if you still can't picture it, visit baycurious.org and check out the video. It really does look kind of like a zipper. (laughs) Reporter Kelly O'Mara, thanks for helping us zip this one up. No, that's terrible. Thank you. The Bay Curious team is always looking for new questions to answer. Have you got a good one for us? Send us your stumpers at baycurious.org. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Drive safely. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. 